Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Colossians chapter 4. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would think about the way we speak to other people, the opportunities that you give us, and we pray that we would speak your truth in love with grace when we have opportunity. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Colossians 4. Masters, grant your slaves justice and fairness, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Be devoted to prayer, keeping alert in it with thanksgiving, praying at the same time for us also, that God may open for us a door of the message to speak the mystery of Christ, for which also I am a prisoner, so that I may reveal it as it is necessary for me to speak. Live with wisdom toward those outside, making the most of the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how it is necessary for you to answer each one. Tychicus, my dear brother and faithful servant and fellow slave in the Lord, will make known to you all my circumstances, whom I have sent to you for this very reason, in order that you may know our circumstances, and he may encourage your hearts together with Onesimus, my faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. They will make known to you all the circumstances here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you, and Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, about whom you received instructions. If he should come to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is called Justice. These are the only ones who are fellow workers for the kingdom of God from the circumcision, who have been a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, greets you, a slave of Christ, always struggling on behalf of you in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. For I testify to him that he is working hard on behalf of you and those in Laodicea and those in Hierapolis. Luke the physician, our dear friend, greets you, as does Demas. Greet the brothers in Laodicea, and Nympha and the church in her house. And whenever this letter is read among you, see to it that it is read also among the Laodicean church, and that you also read the letter from Laodicea. And tell Archippus, direct your attention to the ministry that you received in the Lord, in order that you may complete it. The greeting is by my hand, Paul's. Remember my imprisonment. Grace be with you. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. At the end of chapter 3, Paul was talking about relationships and got as far as slaves. Chapter 4 has one more verse on the relationships with instructions to masters to be just and fair. Paul didn't have chapters and verses when he wrote these letters, and the chapters and verses were marked much later. I don't believe that the chapter and verse markings were inspired by the Holy Spirit. They are helpful to be able to reference specific places in the letter, but sometimes they could have used a little more thought. This is a case in point where verse 1 of chapter 4 really belongs with chapter 3. Paul moves into some final instructions, talking about prayer. He says, be devoted to prayer. Prayer takes time and effort. He says, with thanksgiving. Sometimes we think of prayer as just asking for things but we should be regularly thanking God for what he has given us. Paul asks that they pray for him. He does mention that he is a prisoner, but he doesn't ask that they pray for his freedom. Instead, 
He wants them to pray that he will have opportunities to speak about Christ and that he will properly speak in those opportunities. Then he tells the Colossians in the same way to speak well. He uses the word grace and the phrase seasoned with salt to describe the way they should talk to unbelievers. Then Paul sends greetings from various people. It appears that Tychicus will be carrying the letter to the Colossians, and he will give some more personal information to them directly. He mentions Onesimus is also coming, and we can talk about that more when we read the book of Philemon. He mentions Aristarchus, a fellow prisoner. We don't know much about Aristarchus, but he is mentioned as traveling with Paul to Rome in Acts 27, so possibly he was a prisoner with Paul at that time as well. Paul mentions Mark, and it seems that Paul is more pleased with Mark now than the last time we read about him in the book of Acts. Paul had not wanted to take Mark on his second preaching journey because Mark had left partway through the first missionary journey, but it seems that Paul thinks that Mark has progressed beyond that now. Paul mentions Epaphras. He mentioned him earlier in chapter 1 as the one who started the church in Colossae. Apparently, he is with Paul now, and Paul reports that he is working hard. Perhaps they had sent Epaphras there as a missionary to Rome. Paul mentions Luke, and he calls him Luke the physician. This is the Luke that we believe wrote the book of Luke. Of course, Luke was on the voyage to Rome with Paul as well. He mentions Demas. We will have a few more words about Demas in the book of 2 Timothy. Then Paul gives some greetings to the Christians in the area around Colossae. He starts by mentioning Laodicea, which was very near Colossae. He mentions a church meeting in Nympha's house. Many churches met in homes in those days. We don't read about any church buildings in the New Testament. He mentions a letter to Laodicea that they should also read in Colossae. This may be the letter we call Ephesians, or it may be a letter that God didn't choose to preserve for us. And he mentions Archippus. We don't know anything more than Paul says here, but apparently he has a ministry in that area. As he often does, Paul writes the greeting himself. This indicates that he had a scribe writing the rest of the letter for him. And now for a deeper dive. Paul asks the Colossian Christians to pray for him, that he would have opportunities to speak about the mystery of Christ, and that he would say the right things when those opportunities arose. What about us? Do we look for opportunities to speak about Christ? Not everyone is open to hearing, and some people are open to hearing for just a brief time. When something tragic happens, that is often an opportunity to think. I expect that you wouldn't get a lot of willing hearers in a dance club, but perhaps at a funeral. Our best opportunities will probably come from people who have had a chance to get to know us a bit. They will see Christ at work in us. And then, when they are feeling something missing in their lives, maybe they will be open to listen. We should pray that God gives us opportunities. We should pray that we say the right things, that God gives us wisdom, that our speech is with grace, telling people what they need to hear, but with love, not in a harsh way. When we tell someone that they are going the wrong way, they need to know that we are saddened by that and care about them. May God grant you opportunities to talk about Jesus today. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.